When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. England, 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 England. Here's Gaspari. Gaspari can finish it here. Welcome to episode one of Back of the Net, the England Euro 2016 podcast with me, Sean Barker. And me, Sam Davis. And if you are a new listener, then a special hello to you for finding us. Yeah, and for regular listeners of the show, you'll know that this is normally an AFC Bournemouth podcast. But seeing as the big event is happening in France this summer, well, today, we've lowered our bloke heading a ball flag and we've raised up the three lions. Yes, yeah, so we're going to bring you a new show after every England game. So let's hope you'll hear a lot of us over the next month. Fingers crossed. And as well as reviewing each game, we'll be bringing you the quiz called Do You Remember? which will test your knowledge of previous England players. We'll also have the latest England news straight from the back of the net news booth. Now, warning, the news is likely to feature terrible puns from Mr Barker over there, but just go with it because it makes him feel good, OK? Sorry, Sam, I just missed that last bit, but you said something about praising me. Is that right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Entirely, entirely. Uh, Now, on our AFC Bournemouth show, we also have a section called Fan Thoughts, where you, the listener, can call our answer phone or email us your audio talking about your thoughts on the latest game. So if you guys are keen to get involved, then you can contact us as soon as each England game finishes with your pearls of wisdom, and we'll try to play them on the next show. Yeah, sounds good. Now, before we get the show underway, we've got some very important things to cover off with regards to the back of the net rule book, which is just here. Rule 7, subsection C, paragraph 4 states that you must be wearing an England shirt while listening to this podcast. So for me, I've gone this week for my Italia 90 white shirt, complete with 19 on the back, Paul Gascoigne's number. And for me, it's insert shirt reference um right that's what the script says uh sean can i be honest with you i don't have an england shirt i don't have one the reason is i tend to kind of discard them after each tournament in disgust the last one was burnt the one before that was chopped up and the one before that (laughs) and the one before that i buried in the ground so it's under someone's patio oh my gosh I can't can't help myself, but I just get so angry. And you know what? This tournament, 
I'm going to try to not get overly emotional, emotionally evolved. I don't want to. I don't want to be thinking about it for days on end. I will be getting a shirt, and I will keep this shirt beyond this kind of like two week stage. So fingers crossed, eh? Sam, it's just it's just so confusing. I'm going through the rule book frantically because obviously there's penalties if you don't wear a shirt during the show, but I think there's no rule there about burning them. So I think you found a loophole there, but. Hopefully you, the listener, are a lot more of a you know long-standing supporter like myself, and don't just discard the team you know when the tournament finishes. But uh, yeah, hopefully you're wearing your shirt. Um, I can't get over that, but anyway, I'm going to move on, and we're going to start by quizzing you on your past England player knowledge with this edition of Do You Remember? This player was born on the 19th of March 1966 in Cramlington, Northumberland and played for England between 1991 and 1993. He was a left midfielder who received 12 caps without scoring a goal during the Graham Taylor reign. He appeared at Euro 92 in Sweden, although was deployed at right-back for that tournament. His last appearance for England came in the 7-1 victory versus San Marino in 93, where the Minnows famously took the lead within 10 seconds. Do I not like that? In club football, he was probably best known for his times at QPR, Sheffield Wednesday and then Tottenham Hotspur. There we go, listener. That was Do You Remember and our resident chimp that we've got in the laboratory here with the tiny brain is Sam Davis. So, Sam, do you think you can remember that player? You know, what? I I find it really difficult sometimes when I just put these questions, but literally the last couple of seconds, a name has come into my head, but... Part of me thinks he was a bit later on in life than that. But the only giveaway for me, well, not giveaway because I could be wrong, was the Northumberland, born in Northumberland, did you say? Um, really? I've you, got a, have, I've you got, got, have you got an incredible knowledge of players' birthplaces? Well, no, I just, I don't know. I think the guy was a kind of northern bloke, played on the wing. Um, I'm going to put a guess out there later on. I'm probably going to be dead wrong but we'll go with it okay we'll stay tuned to the end of the show because that was when we will put you all out of your misery by giving you the answer to this week's do you remember now just give me one second because i've just got to run over to the news booth so sam can you just intro this please yep so sean 
Come on, run. You've got two seconds. News now. You'll never win anything with kids. Contrary to the Scotsman Alan Hansen's infamous quote directed at the start of the Fergie Young dynasty at Man United, Daniel Sturridge believes that England can win something with kids as they head into the Euros with the youngest squad in the tournament. With an average age of 25, Sturridge told reporters that the youth is a strength, not a weakness, and when asked if he felt England could go all the way, he replied, I don't see why not. You go back years to Manchester United and the Liverpool sides and all these other clubs around the world who have had young squads and had young players who have had a gelling period and they've been successful. I believe that we can do that. So take that, Hanson, and let's see how your Scotland team go in the tournament. Oh. Ryder hopes for a happy Monday and the rest of the summer with the release of his England anthem. Sean Ryder, lead singer of the Happy Mondays, has clubbed together with his old black grape colleague as well as Paul Oakenfield and Goldie to release the track We Are England in time for kickoff. Now it's fair to say it's no football's coming home or world in motion, but it does score points for the video featuring Bez performing his trademark dancing around the streets of Manchester. Is it better than the 2012 England anthem Sing for England? Well, the new one does feature less Chris Kamara. Unbelievable, Jeff. England settled into their Chantilly base as they prepare for some big bopping. The England squad are based at Chantilly, just outside Paris for the duration of the tournament, and so far no major injury worries after their first few days of training. Chris Smalling was a slight worry from onlookers as he left training on Tuesday with an ice pack on his knee, but has said he is fully fit and ready to go. Reports that Jack Wilshire has broken a nail, so now a doubt for the opening game, have been squashed as wild speculation. England Euro News. Thank you very much, Sean, for the Euro 2016 news. I love that change jingle that you did there. That's so professional. And I'm glad you didn't give up on the puns. Some of them weren't necessarily puns, but they were interesting references, like you'll never win anything with kids. Yeah, it's not really a pun, that one. But yeah, that's still, it was just a chance to have a dig at the Scots, really, for not being there. I bet he'll be uh, very unhappy watching the Euros without his, uh, his beloved Scots there. Now, we had a great one. Ryder hopes for a happy Monday and the rest of the summer with the release of his England anthem. That was brilliant. See, that's got us. I feel it's like a good steady start to our pun life with that one. <laughs> and then England settled into their Chantilly base 
as they prepare for some big bopping. Explain <laughs> now that one, Sean. Explain it. Now, this is for the older listeners. You youngsters, you probably don't get this, but a Big Bopper had the song Chantulu Loose and a Pretty Face and a Ponytail. Now, I know that it's not actually Chantilly. It's Chanty, apparently. That's what um, they said on Match of the Day. But it was too good to turn down the Chantilly bass. So, yeah, um, during the tournament, you are going to have to put up with my puns. But on Twitter, what we love to do is have pun headlines. So hashtag pun headline. Um, our Twitter account is AFCB Podcast, so at AFCB Podcast, which is the reference to our Bournemouth podcast. Um, so after every England game, have a little think about how you would have the headline of the match, make a really great pun, and then if they're up anywhere near my standard, then they'll probably get on the show. <laughs> and if you if you have the chance, go to AFCBpodcast.com and just listen back and... Uh... With some of them, you'll laugh your head off, and with others, you may grimace yourself to death because some of them are a bit a tedious, to say the least. Sam, I didn't choose the pun life. The pun life chose me. Oh, dear, Sean. So we've got some breaking news that's kind of happened over the last 24 hours or so, and it seems like the England band... Now, I think they originate from Sheffield Wednesday, these guys. They're, they're the kind of band that support them through the games, but the England band, they've been officially ratified and allowed to be at Euro 2016 have got licence to be in the stadiums and bring all their equipment, playing those songs that we hear at Wembley every single time. Now, I read this story on The Independent. I saw their Twitter stream. And you always have a look at the comments on Twitter. There weren't many positive comments. Sean, what's your opinion on the England band? Yeah, they're pretty, they seem to be pretty hated by a lot of people. Eh? I was having a look on the Wikipedia page and they've got this quote from one England fan, which was, they are right up there with the Vuvuzela for wanting to <laughs> stab myself in the head with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> I really, you know what? I really um, found the World Cup in South Africa really difficult because of the Vuvuzela. But there was one England game where they played where you could actually hear the fans chanting. And I thought, oh, that sounded so great just to be able to hear the fans chanting. And it's weird. I actually went to the England-Portugal game at Wembley uh, last Thursday. And it was a shame because had it not been for the band, there would have been no atmosphere. So I'm kind of playing devil's advocate a bit, but I really do hate them. However, they do generate an atmosphere when it's very lifeless in the stadium. Now, granted, that game wasn't the most exciting 90 minutes in the world. It was pretty appalling, wasn't it, Sean? It was. And, you know, the tournaments are different. I, I haven't been to a Euros, but I went to the Germany World Cup and was in the stadium for the game against Trinidad and Tobago when we scraped home. I think it was 2 nil. But, um, you know, the atmosphere in there, the singing, was just incredible. And you, you couldn't really hear the band but yeah i'm it's just it's all a bit <laughs> pun it's all a bit orchestrated <laughs> that, you know what that is a genuine laugh as well sean mm. i usually put this on for you that's <laughs> like my belly yeah. my belly's actually moving thank you yeah but you know it is it's all a bit false and a bit dare i say americanized with i mean let's not even start back on the FA Cup final and how we're like a poor man's Super Bowl. So yeah, I kind of like the fact that we just do it. All right, if they're there, but it's just, it's a bit too much power and they've got all the same songs and yeah. So, you know, they're in, apparently it's, um, it's Terry Venables. We've got to blame for it because he heard them 
when they were at Sheffield Wednesday and he got them in, invited them for Euro 96 and, you know, yeah. But anyway, breaking news, um, banned should be banned. I can't believe you congratulated your own joke, Sean. I mean, you're not one for blowing your own trumpet, are you? Oh, I've done it again. I've done it again. Sorry. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's forget about that. So, yeah, England begin their Euro 2016 campaign tonight. And they're going to be looking to lay down a marker against Russia in Group B. Now, Roy Hodgson's young squad doesn't exactly represent the finished article, but there's significant hope that the three Lions can do the country proud in France this summer. Roy Hodgson has spoken of his desire to attack and with an abundance of attacking options at his disposal, he's got the tools to inflict damage on any side in the tournament. But... A lack of talent has rarely been the nation's problem in recent years, while failing to produce when it matters most certainly has. Sean, we have experienced some real lows as being England fans, haven't we? Do you think that's going to be repeated again this time round, or have you got a slight grain of hope again? Um, I always have hope. As an England fan, you invariably cast them aside and think, you know, oh, we're not, you know, we're not going to get anywhere in this tournament and whatnot. And then, you know, you get to that week before when you get your wall chart and all that stuff up and then you watch all the highlights and you start to believe. And, you know, the reality is, is actually we have got a really talented side. I think we've got really great players in our in our team enough to um, to put a good challenge. There's no reason why we couldn't win it. I think it's kind of open enough. And I think... I think the group's been pretty kind to us, really. I think it's mm. a good kind of warm-up. The World Cup, we went in straight into boiling water and we just weren't ready, whereas this time we're kind of able to dip our toe in at the cooler end of the pool and slowly work our way through. Um, concerns are that, yet again, we go into a tournament not really knowing the 11 players that are going to be on the field. Um, mm. I... Uh, one respect that's great for scouting because if I was one of the other teams, it's like, how do you train this week? How have Russia prepared to play against England? I mean, they're going to have to work all right on the basis of, well, if Vardy plays, we have to do this. If Sterling yeah. plays, we have to do that. If James Milner plays, you know, they have to do this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. um, so that, but from our perspective, it, we need to start gelling on the field. So whoever he does name, hopefully that's, going to be pretty nailed on as the 11 give or take a few changes as we go through yeah so there's the so-called group of death which is group e i think that's belgium italy republic of ireland and sweden but when you kind of look at england's group i mean it's not a given is it now obviously there's wales now if you put them against any other team, you would think, you know, any other team in the top 10, say, I mean, well, I don't know, with the FIFA rankings, Wales are probably second, I don't know. But you, but you know what I mean? Like, because there's the whole British influence, that is not a given. Um, Slovakia, we've had our tussles against them before, and it's never been, um, they've never been close games. And then Russia have always been a force. So, you know, the group isn't a given, but should we be expecting three wins out of three? I think we'll draw against Wales but we'll win the other two is my gut feeling I think we'll get off strong start against Russia Russia's two major centre midfielders have both been ruled out through injury and they pretty much played most of the qualifiers so that is a massive massive blow 
for them. So I don't think we can underestimate that, that they are weaker than they would have been otherwise. And I just worry that is their squad that deep that they can really cope with that? So um, Slovakia will try and frustrate. I think I'm right in saying that they had the lowest possession stats of any team that have qualified through qualification. So wow. they're a team that don't need the ball and are happy to kind of sit deep. The biggest problem we're going to have is can we can we break those teams down? Um, the Portugal friendly, as much as Roy was disappointed that Ronaldo didn't play because we wanted to test it versus the bail effect um, and also that it was 10 versus 11 it gave us a good opportunity to try and break a defense down and we struggled so I think potentially that's going to be our biggest problem and uh, when you look at our side and you know who's going to play is there going to be the space behind the defense for Vardy to have any real success in these opening three games I don't know if there is I I don't think Vardy will start. My personally, I don't think it will. He will start in these games as we go through. Hopefully, through the tournament, I think then he could start coming into our own. But I'd, I'd say we should get off to a win. Um, what are your thoughts, Sam, around starting eleven? Yeah, this is um, this is very interesting. I mean, we've got a very attacking midfield. Um, and up front, of you know, of course, I mean, up front, Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, who's this sort of unknown entity. I mean, wh- whether he'll get much game time or not, I don't know. There's a lot of excitement about him, but it seems players like that don't um, seem to really get picked in the major tournaments. Uh, Rooney's been named as a forward, but I don't think he's going to be there. Sturridge, his fitness may come into question. I think it's going to be Jamie Vardy and Harry Kane starting, but... In the middle, right? We've got we've got a fair amount of attacking players. Um, Deli Ali, uh, Ross Barkley. Uh, we've got Adam Lallana, uh, Raheem Sterling, Jack Wilshere. Can you know can put in a you know a shift as well. Then you've got the kind of holding players as well, like sort of Henderson, uh, James Milner, who's done very well for Liverpool, come up with a number of assists. Um, Eric Dyer. Uh, then the defence. You kind of look at it and you think. Who's that kind of linchpin? Gary Cahill, maybe. Cahill and Smalling at the back. It doesn't exactly fill you with confidence. And that's the one thing that people are kind of looking at thinking, that is our weakness. So in in defence, yeah, Bertrand, Cahill, Klein, Rose, Smalling, Stones, Walker. Well, if we're starting from the very back, we would say Joe Hart's going to be in goal. Back four? What is it going to be? Klein, Walker, uh, maybe Cahill and Smalling. It's not exactly uh, the most experienced back four. It's not. I mean, I, I think we'll go Walker, Cahill, Smalling, Rose. That's my pick. I mean, with the centre-backs, obviously, there's there's only Stones, Cahill, Smalling with Dyer if needed. Um, I think Cahill gives good experience. And I think Smalling's had to come on a long way at United Um you know, because there's been lots of ins and outs, but he was a fairly constant player, even if his manager at the time couldn't remember his first name. But um, you know, he I think he'll be pretty solid. That that's my pick. It's it's that midfield position. You've got Dyer's gonna be the holding midfielder, Ali's gonna play, Rooney's gonna play, we know that much. Um there is that extra spot or two if Vardy doesn't play. 
I think he'll start Wilshire. My pick is that it will be Wilshire that will start, and I have a feeling it might be Sterling over Vardy with Kane up top on his own. Mm. That, that's my pick. It's quite interesting because in the um, in the Portugal game, as much as I've been uh, berating Hodgson a, l- a little bit for sticking with the kind of guy he knows in terms of Jack Wilshire. Now, Danny Drinkwater had a great season, and it was a it was a real shame that he didn't make the final squad. However, when Wilshire did come on against Portugal, he did add this little bit of spark. His his twisting and his turning and his natural ability on the ball. I mean, I can't remember what it was. A couple of years ago, he scored in a in a friendly against Sweden or somewhere in Scandinavia. He scored a cracking couple of goals for England, and he's just got a natural ability that I um I really hope uh, can sort of. You make him as a player, really, because he, he's had so many injuries that he's he's kind of hasn't got the gravitas as you know as an England player yet. But I'm hoping this is the tournament that does it for him. Yeah, I think there's a few players that I mean, we always go into tournaments thinking it's going to be a chance for a player to shine. Um, Barkley in the last World Cup, we all thought might be the big Gaza moment, and yeah, maybe if Wilshire, obviously, if Wilshire could stay fit. Excited by Ali getting a chance on the big stage. Um, you know, I... All right, let's touch on the Rooney debate because, you know, there's lots of people that feel that Rooney shouldn't be in the side or whatnot. For me, I I would pick him. He gives experience. And I've got a sneaky feeling that he will end up England's top goal scorer in this tournament. Really? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So I've been uh, hearing that you've been researching the Russian squad all week, Sean. So what's the latest? No, actually, I'll do that for you. Um, I've heard that they've left their all-time top scorer. <clears throat> Let's just practice this. Alexander Kurtzikov from their Euro 2016 squad. Now, the 33-year-old who's been on loan at FC Zurich from Zenit St. Petersburg this season, he scored 30 goals in 91 international appearances. Uh, But Russia are also going to be without uh, Alan Zhukayev and Yuri Zhurkov as well. Did I do well with them? No. He's he's rubbing his eyes. He's, He's not happy with me. Sorry, listeners. Really sorry. We'll, we'll try and... Uh, Sam, Sam will, uh, can you speak Welsh? Can you brush up on your Welsh ready for the next game? Uh, Cariad is love in Welsh. And uh, I can say a number of phrases. Actually, I'm not allowed to say them. But against the Russian team, it's... There aren't really any standout players, really, that you can sort of think of for Russia, is there? But they, you know, they're just one of these teams that's a well-oiled unit and they could spring surprises, couldn't they? They could, yeah, but... Let's get to our predictions for the game. Uh, we will find a way to break them down and we're going to win 2-0. Who's going to score, Sean? I'm going to, tell, I'm going to ask you this. I, I, we don't usually. Who's going to score the two England goals? Uh, Rooney will get one of them. <laughs> yeah. And Dyer will get the other from a corner. Wow. This sounds out there, out there. It sounds out there. England are going to win 4-1. Oh, yes. (laughs) They are. They're going to win 4-1. I've got a feeling Sterling's going to score, Kane's going to score one, Rooney's going to score one, and there'll be another midfielder of some kind. I don't know. know, Adam Lallana's going to come off the bench and then score the fourth. Uh, I don't know. I just... 
it could be one of those games. I mean, England really missed that. It'd be great for us to start with a with a magnanimous, massive win. So, four one to England. I'm saying, Sean. You can see we're totally wrapped up in the pre-England hype machine. <laughs> is well oiled and ready to roll out for a tournament. I mean, you know, it's it's nice to dream. It is lovely to dream. And but yeah, no, I think let's let's be confident with the lads. We'll see how they go after this game, and then obviously in the next show we'll talk about the. The next game coming up and through on there, it's going to be, it's going to, I think it's going to be a great tournament. I think it's going to be an exciting tournament. I think there's lots of players that we're really interested to see shining. Kane, Vardy, Rashford. Yeah, I see Rashford getting 12 minutes in and in extra time of one of the games when we need a goal. Now, oh, maybe he'll pop up and score a winner in a semi, but I think that's where he'll be limited. But other than that, Oh, Sam, I'm so excited now. Yes, yes, yes. I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm actually going out there to watch uh, Northern Ireland versus Ukraine uh, next week. It's kind of for a stag sort of do sort of thing. The only um, kind of worry is that they're going to dress me up as Vladimir Putin or something. I, I don't want to get attacked. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to get some kind of roving reporting on the field. And for those, actually, for, we should say, for those listeners that don't normally listen to the Bournemouth podcast because you're a Chelsea United Barnet supporter, whatever you are, and welcome. We love you all at the moment. That's fine. Welcome. We're very friendly. Um, I Yeah, Sam lives in, in Bournemouth, so he's obviously goes to the games there and, and head over Europe. I'm a little bit further away. I'm a long-time Bournemouth fan and season ticket holder for many years, but... I emigrated to New Zealand, so I'm actually down in Wellington, New Zealand. So I will be getting up on what will be our Sunday morning for the opening England game. And kickoff is 7am, so that's that's not bad. That's not a bad time. That's enough time to get up, get excited and get on with the game. And then I think there's only one of the group stages is going to be a, through the night. But if you're listening somewhere in the world with crazy times, then solidarity, my friends, solidarity. England, 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 England. Okay, so that is it for episode one of Back of the Net, the England Euro 2016 podcast. And thank you very much for listening. Uh, yeah, we normally do a Bournemouth podcast, so this is a little bit different. So, uh, yeah, hope you're going to enjoy it as we go through the tournament, bringing our thoughts and more importantly, your thoughts on England's performances. Yeah, we really want to hear your thoughts because it fuels the show. Now, with the AFC Bournemouth podcast, we always had your reviews after every single game. And after the England games, we certainly want to hear what you thought of our boys in white or red or whatever kit we're going to be playing in. But we're on a bit of a tight time frame because the games, they got a fairly quick turnaround. It's not two-week breaks before every game like it seemingly was in the Premier League with that dreaded international break. We got like four or five days, so we really need, after your game, to hear what you think there and then. And you can do it in numerous ways. You can give us a call, and the number is 01202 901048. If you're outside of the UK and you're listening to this, we still want to hear. Put a plus four four before that. And it's one two oh two ninety ten forty eight. And also, if you've got a voice notes app, 
you can just record a voice note from your phone and then send it as an email to fans at afcbpodcast.com. It only needs to be about 30 to 45 seconds duration, but you can just tell us everything you thought about the game, whether it's praise or criticism. We really want to hear from you. Yeah, sounds good. And we look forward to hearing your, your thoughts. Now, before we go, I have remembered that we need to give you the answer to this week's Do You Remember? So let's see, Sam Davis, who do you think was the left midfielder at Euro 92 that played right back. I got it so wrong, and I know I got it so wrong, and I got completely phased by this Northumberland clue, and this guy played in, in the mid-90s, and I I was going to say Steve Stone, but I know I'm wrong, so I just, I'm just going to go away now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Eh, eh, oh, the winless streak continues for it, Davis. He was it, he was it. Come on, tell me, tell me, tell me. Andy Sinton. Oh my, no way! England's right back at Euro 92. I think he kept Keith no Curl way. out of the side. That's unbelievable. There you go, well, hopefully a few more of you guys got that than Sam did. So uh, next show, we'll come up with another Do You Remember? Sam, go and read your... Um, go, go and dig out your old Panini sticker albums. I certainly will do. And if you want to take part in any more Do You Remember as well, you can do so. And listen again. You can subscribe to us. Now, there are loads of ways to subscribe. We're going to be on YouTube. We're on iTunes. We're on Mixcloud. We're on the TuneIn Radio app. We're on Acast. If you've got a Windows phone or an Android phone, you can do it all there too. If you want to know how to listen, go to afcbpodcast.com and just click the how to listen link at the top. There are so many ways. There's no excuse. And maybe you can do better than me at the next Do You Remember? Because I am rubbish. (laughs) Yep, you are. Now, and just when you are searching, search for back of the net, it may come up to say AFC Bournemouth podcast. We don't know how long it takes for systems to update and all that stuff, but it's still the same show. There's the feed there got an interest and you want to relive Bournemouth's first season in the Premier League maybe you're a fan of one of the big clubs and you want to know what it's like being little plucky Bournemouth and you can listen back to the show we've had some interviews with former players and just our fan thoughts as the season progressed but we're all about the three lines now so this is it Sam it's all this tournament has now started so excited get underway we've got the France game tonight or tomorrow morning for me and then bring on England versus Russia And you know what I might do, Sean? First thing I'm going to do is pop to the local sports shop and buy an anti-flammable England football (laughs) shirt. Yeah, bring it on. This has been Back of the Net, the England Euro 2016 podcast with me, Sean Barker, him, Sam Davis, and we will be back real soon. England, 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 England.
Social Podcast Network.